Another episode of What's the Word with Willat. It's your host, Willat. And you know, my podcast that we talk about everyday topics with everyday people. And today I'm very honored to have Miss Tamika Thomas with me. Say hello to the people, Tamika. Hey, 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 how are you guys doing? Thank hey. you so much. I'm so glad I put it out um, in a sister group that we're in uh, with fellow podcasters. And she inboxed me and, and we have just been hitting it off since she's a woman of God. We just we just clicked immediately. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Um I want to tell you a little bit about Tamika. She has her own podcast, Tuesdays with Tamika. Tamika Thomas is an empowering woman of influence that wears many hats. She is a transparent author, podcaster, life coach, and inspirational speaker. She believes that God has called her to be the bridge over troubled waters, helping others connect to her power source. She uses her platform to speak at churches, women empowerment groups, and domestic violence shelters and schools. She is dedicated to showing others that they too can turn their trials into treasures. Tamika Thomas found it a podcast, Tuesdays with Tamika, that focuses on living a life to inspire and not impress. I like that. Through her self-help book and Recently released 21 day gratitude journal. She partners with her readers in navigating the challenges of life. Tamika prides herself on not only teaching love and light, but embodying it again, everyone. Let's give it up and welcome Tamika, Tom- Tamika Thomas to our podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, in, in light of just the recent events that have happened, again, I, I put it out there to kind of partner with someone to do what I wasn't sure at first what it was going to be, but it has evolved into a three part series that we're going to partner together with. We're actually going to bring another guest on uh, for the next two epi- episodes, but she and I are just going to do the first ones, the first one tonight. And it's really um, it's being black in 2020. This is um, pretty serious. It's um, a lot of serious things that have happened. Um, I don't want to say we're at like an apex, but I do believe our country's at a breaking point Um, with all the protests. Most of them now look like they are peaceful ones. But, you know, in the beginning, people were angry. They were upset. Um, what on, what brought on people being upset? Well, on May 25th, 2020, if you haven't heard, George Floyd was killed for what was perceived as having brought cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. A Minnesota police officer, Derek Chauvin, had his knee on George's neck for 8 minutes and 46 
seconds. George called for his mother. It was beyond heartbreaking to see that on tape. I almost hate I watched it. The officer with his knee on George Floyd's neck. After hearing George's cry, I can't breathe. He still kept his knee on George's neck with his hands in his pocket. Like it was an everyday thing for him. No big deal. No regard for his life. That officer is now facing second degree murder charges. And the other three officers um, were arrested for aiding and embedding. They were all fired from the Minneapolis Police Department. Now, Minneapolis has policies on the books requiring police officers to intervene to stop colleagues from using unreasonable force. But that didn't save George Floyd. Law enforcement experts say such rules will always run up against entrenched police culture and the fear of being ostracized and and branded as a rat. I've read articles where the rookies that were with uh, this officer were ordered to call him sir. Mm. George's death comes on the heels. That's a that's a whole nother piece right there. You know, Mm -hmm. that that we're going to get into talking about later, because that psychological piece is serious. You really Mm -hmm. need to, you know, with police officers, you got to take that psyche vow serious. You know that they have to do the psychological testing. And I don't know what his was. I don't know anything about it. But clearly something's going on there, you know, for these rookies to have to address him as sir. Um. George's death, it comes on the heels of, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey being killed on February 23rd, which took a couple of months to even really bring to light because a tape ended up being shown, which, that, again, that's a whole nother story. You know, he was killed by two white men in Georgia. Breonna Taylor killed in her home on March 13th, 2020 of this year. She was an EMT worker killed. She's out here working doing COVID-19. She was killed in her own home. Louisville PD. In light of all of this, you know, and I've seen a couple of different stories with that, with Breonna Taylor, like, you know, they came in the wrong home. They were really looking for somebody else, but trying to say she had some connection to them. Either way, do you come in unannounced? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there are things we can find loopholes with probably all of these stories that can be like, well, but this, but do you come in gun blazing? Do you kill somebody for a counterfeit $20 bill? No, mm. no. Mm. So Tamika, uh, give me some input in light of what's happening in our society. You know, with George Floyd's death, what do you make of all this? You know, um, that's such a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that, um, you know, and I'm not going to try to over spiritualize everything, although I'm a woman of God. So I speak. Um, speak from on a it. Biblical standpoint point first Speak um, on it. you know when we look at uh stories in the bible you know one story that god has really been ringing clear in my head is moses and the egyptian right we don't even have the name of who that um the israelite that 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 egyptian killed mm-hmm. but that death of that person whoever mm-hmm. he was caused moses to revolt. Mm-hmm. He then killed that Egyptian and then it started the exodus out of Egypt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I just am a firm believer that there are some of us that our blood will cry out to the street and cause revolution. I don't know nothing much about George Floyd besides what the media has portrayed him to be and has told us what he is, but that man's blood and, and c- coupled with 
the thousands, millions upon bloods that run in these American streets mm -hmm. of black and brown people being killed mm -hmm. by um, uh, so-called powers. You know, the word of God says that we wrestle not against flesh, flesh and blood, blood but of you know principalities mm -hmm. and rulers in high places mm -hmm. and i think sometimes we think that that only means a spiritual realm but rulers in high places means our corrupt government mm -hmm. rulers in high places means our police department which are are seen to be an authority over us right mm -hmm. so George Floyd's uh, blood, I was just telling one of my students, my nine to five, I work um, and I, I facilitate uh, social emotional learning groups. And I have some of my students that are just, as you can imagine, they are so upset about everything that's going on in the world. And they, they don't know which way to turn or what to don't do. Don't even know how to process it. Mm -hmm. Don't even know how to process it. So mm -hmm. I was talking to one of my students and the only analogy, and this is kind of graphic, but it was for me to tell her in, in her teenage world, it, it truly made sense. Mm -hmm. I told her what's going on in our world was like a pimple or a blackhead that was real tender. And every time you touched it, it was sore, but it wasn't quite ready to erupt mm -hmm. until it got to that head. Mm. And now we are at the head. Yeah, we it's are. just like an eruption, right? Mm -hmm. So all the poison all the everything, all the pus, all the ooze, all mm -hmm. the gross stuff mm -hmm. that our country has tried to cover up for 400 plus My years God. is in the streets. Mm. It's out. It's in the open. We can no longer hide. And George Floyd, unfortunately, he had to be the sacrificial lamb, if you would. Mm. And, 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 and I... I you said it in a nutshell because I've told several people, no one, no one should have to die for the kind of change that I've been seeing. Immediate change in some cases. Happen. Yes. But what I can say that I do believe is not disrespectful to him, his memory um, or his family, anyone he's connected to. His dying was not in vain. His dying was not, not in all. vain. I mean, we have people counties school like changing names of schools changing laws doing away with the chokehold you know uh, just uh, people being exposed mm -hmm, for their hate their racism and action yeah. being taken immediately police officers being arrested being charged yeah. immediately no questions asked when they see yeah. this repulsive behavior towards people um yeah i'm gonna use this term interchangeably because i hear people use it in different ways and i don't find any of the terms i'm getting ready to use offensive you know whether you say black brown african-american um, people of color um I, I don't think any of those terms are taken uh, offensively um so i'm going to be using those interchangeably but you know just used against you know people of color you know just yeah. ag this aggressive behavior you know i saw a tape where a man brandishing a knife out in public, Caucasian men, not, they were very gentle with him. Very gentle. Didn't even touch him. Used all mm -hmm. kind of, which, you know, we'll get into a little bit later because it makes me think, what are you being taught? You know? Yeah. What are you being mm -hmm. taught in training? It's like when I was yeah. in boot camp. They taught us specific skills for specific things that we had to deal with if we were to mm -hmm. go to war. So, yeah. you know, it, it makes me think, what's happening? What is happening? Yeah. You know, and I just very briefly, because I know we, we were um, want to stick to a time frame. But when you were reading about uh, the officer, Derek, that um, he had his uh, 
the the rookies call him sir mm -hmm. i began to think about you know the superiority complex mm -hmm. that it, it runs through our country right mm -hmm. so this is a man that was married to a woman of color mm. His his wife mm -hmm. was a I believe she was Filipino mm -hmm. I'm not sure of Asian his descent mm -hmm. a, of Asian descent right his brother in law that stood next to him almost guarding him from a kill, to kill this man was was one of those rookies there was also a man of color I don't know what that other guy was mm -hmm. but there it, it, he appeared to be of African descent or have some kind of he was of some man of color. So mm -hmm. what was going through his mind that he felt the need to have all these people of color call him, sir? This this is because that's in his DNA. That's Say in that. his DNA. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. superiority mm -hmm. complex. Mm -hmm. That You know, we often talk about post-traumatic slave syndrome mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the traumas of African-Americans and how it takes seven years for us to even begin to touch the trauma that was that happened to our ancestors. Mm -hmm. What about what about that? That hate? How many years does it take for us to go back and to rid? And now we're seeing it, right? Because we're oh, seeing being white kids, all kind of kids out there like no more enough mm -hmm. is enough mm -hmm. yeah i was actually driving home today and a young lady next to me had black lives matter and i was like okay all right out here where i live okay and then yeah. on, and, <laughs> and then on the side of her on the side of her car it said justice for floyd she was caucasian i started honking my horn yeah. honking my horn and she was like and she giving thumbs up because you know people a lot of people are tired of it and 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 I believe I'm going to touch on that a little bit later um again I wanted to be organic you know with our conversation but you know somewhere somehow that is taught whether it's at yeah. home where a lot of times I'm going to have to say yeah it is cuz if you cuz I'm going to say this I'm going to say this to any parent listening if you see that behavior and you don't do anything about it mm -mm, you're agreeing with it you're agreeing with yeah, it. You know, well, what about, and I know that you worked in edu in the educational system, so I know you could speak to this. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we wonder where it's taught mm -hmm. because I've also seen and heard uh, stories of people like, you know, their parents weren't like that or their parents didn't stand Absolutely. for that. If we, if we keep it all the way 100, mm -hmm. our educational system mm -hmm. is systematical is full of systematic racism mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. way that we educate our children mm -hmm. so if you being a white male in america you were taught just just everything about our educational system everything about our world you were taught that you were superior without anybody without it ever coming out of your mouth from the way our media portrays you mm -hmm. from the way that you know everything you know in school settings you hear like these great white hypes right so mm -hmm. we have all mm -hmm. these great white saviors and we don't hear about the the amazing black and brown people that truly built this country mm -hmm. that's eliminated out of the history books that's eliminated out of the educational system. So where did he get this from? He's always been told this. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. man has always, from just walking on the streets of America, mm -hmm. he has always been told that he's superior. Mm -hmm. And and to piggyback on that, I just see how even Black History Month, you know, we've always said mm -hmm, it's the shortest month of the year. Okay. I think it needs to be infused in history, period. You know, Um you know, it's even some of the comments that are and it's a blanket statement, but I've heard it more than once. Most recently this week, my grandfather, great grandfather fought in World War II. Did it, honey, who, who do you think was next to him? Who do you? 
I was listening to the Reverend Al Sharpton. I don't know if you were able to catch his eulogy today uh, that he did for the final uh, funeral for mm. George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And he said, our, every time we write our names hmm. as black people, mm -hmm. we are writing history mm -hmm. because our names don't belong to us. Mm -hmm. They were given to us. Our names belong to our slave masters. Mm. So every so how can you say one month of year mm -hmm. is black history mm -hmm. when everything in American history is black history? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and. and and again, and again, it goes to even how some things are taught in the school system down to the science of the books that they read. So, again, the greatest responsibility I think you can have if you have children is being a parent. Right. Yeah. So I'm still going to put it back to that parent because and I'm talking to myself because my kids are young, but. I can't look for the school system to do something I need to do. My parents did not teach me hate. Now, did my father teach me awareness? I'm not saying my mother didn't either. But if I have to say one of the two, my father made me woke early. Like yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of stuff that he told me back then. I'm like, wow. Like he yeah. wise beyond his years. But he lived it. He lived it. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. he lived it. Um, And my mother more, not a soft approach, but definitely always was that love conquers all, right? Because the word of God says that, right? Love conquers all. So she's always coming from that point. Um, And it's just it's just amazing, which is why, you know, I, I don't have that hate. You know, one of the questions later, we're going to talk about it because I am in a uh, interracial marriage my husband is white um we have biracial children and we talk about it we yeah. talk about it we have those uncomfortable conversations yeah. and you know that's a whole nother gamut talking about marriage and in an interracial relationship but i mean you can't you 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 can't move forward if you cannot have these honest conversations and really talk about the why behind it and you may not even have an answer you'd be like why is this happening like you know i don't know but I know yeah. it's wrong, you know, yeah. so I still have to dial that back and be like who's somewhere and what he did, because I understand kids get caught up in different groups as well. Right. They get around yeah. their friends, gangs, whatever you will, organizations that may not be the best thing for them. What do you do in that situation? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do? How, you know, how do you stop that? How do you, you know, keep that from happening with your children? I feel like that's a whole nother show. But, you know, it, it's it's. I feel generational to a certain extent and uh -huh. I feel like we have to get to a point where we break these generational curses. Uh -huh. um, speaking with this again, like I said, this is on the heels of Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, but there's so many killers. I mean, I'm talking about back to the Amadou Diallo's, the Sean Bell's, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, Keith Scott, you know, Miss Jefferson, Jonathan Farrell, Jordan Edwards. Some of these people, people ain't even heard of, you know, yeah. Stephon Edwards, you know, Renisha McBride. I had I had heard that name over and I was like, what is that? And then when I w was researching for the show, I, you know, dug into it. a couple of these cases are from people getting in an accident, going to ask for help and getting killed. Jesus. Going to ask for help. And getting Jesus. killed you that scared mm. that you're nothing in their hands you know and my thing is why not just not answer the door why not just right. answer the door? why answer the door with that you know i feel like sometimes macro microaggression in the back of your head. why why even go there it's almost like you feel the privilege sometimes can give you a right to behave a certain way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's you know 
just another story you know this has been happening from some time you know back to the Emma Tills the woman you know uh and you're gonna have hear me kind of not try to mention people just because I don't want to give that kind of um power on my show you know even giving them that little bit of light but you know here now I, I may mention it just to keep it in context of what we're talking about but like Emma Till you know the woman that accused him just came clean you know recently that he in fact did not you know do anything nothing she lied mm-hmm. you lied and this little boy was tortured tortured yeah 14 you know, years old my, my god. god my god to imagine his mother was insistent on that casket being open to show the world what they did to her baby unfortunately she didn't get to see justice but you know a lot of good of course did come from it but my god 14 Jesus just think of what he was thinking when he was they when they just came to get him, you know, I had to take it. I just had to take a second just to sit and just even think about that. Just think about that as one of our children. Somebody coming in the house yeah. and taking him out of there. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just it's just pretty heavy. So with all of this and maybe do some research. Right. I, I know that there are a lot of state laws and they're different from state to state. Um, so I wanted to look up some federal laws because we know those go all across the country. So I looked up hate and uh, police brutality, essentially. So a lot of things on the Department of Justice, you can go out and look at it yourself. But um, in short, in 1968, Congress passed and President Lyndon Johnson signed into law the first federal hate crime statute. The Department of Justice has been enforcing the federal law um, you know, hate crime laws, right? So in 1968, the statute made it clear it is a crime to use or threaten to use force willfully interfere with any person because of race, color, religion, or national origin. And because the person is participating in federally protected activities such as public education, employment, jury service, travel, or the enjoyment of public accommodations or helping another person do so. In 1968, um, Congress also made it a crime to use or threaten to use force to interfere with housing rights because of victims, race, color, religion, sex or national origin. Now, fast forward. There's another piece to that, but I want to try to keep it as compact as I can with what we're talking about here. In 2009, Congress passed and President Obama signed the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Act, expanding the federal definition of hate crimes, enhancing the legal toolkit uh, available to prosecutors and increasing the availability of of the federal law enforcement and support of the state and local partners. This law uh, removed uh, the then existing Jewish, excuse me, um, judicial obstacles to prosecutions of certain race and religion motivated violence and added new federal protections against crimes based on gender, disability, gender identity, or sexual orientation. And we know that's very important now because we do see um, a lot of hate crimes as it deals with um, gender identity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I mentioned, you know, these are some federal laws because like I said, in some states, you know, it's different in regard to hate crime and, you know, how people can be charged so that was you know dealing with hate crimes here are some of the ones dealing with police brutality right because if, even if you think about the 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 hate crime one it immediately draws me back to the one in georgia 
you know because that's yes. the one that rings in my mind like you gotta be able to do something with that there right um yeah the federal law, which we'll talk about, we'll actually touch on that briefly in, in a moment. But just again, just to give a little context here, some federal laws, again, come from Department of Justice, uh, the federal law on police brutality, federal laws um, that address police misconduct include both criminal and civil statutes. These laws cover the actions of state, county and local officers, including those who work in prisons and jails. That's pretty that's pretty important. In uh-huh. addition, several laws also apply to federal law enforcement officer. These laws protect all persons in the United States, citizen or non-citizens. That was major when I saw that. You know, whether you're a citizen or not, you're protected under here. And in the Department Department of Justice investigations, whether criminal or civil, the person whose rights have been reportedly violated is referred to as a victim and is often an important witness. Criminal and civil laws are different. This is important. Criminal cases usually are investigated and handled separately from civil cases. Even if the like it's for the same incident, they're still handled separately. So in a criminal case, the DOJ brings a case against the accused person. In a civil case, the DOJ brings the case um, either through litigation or an administrative investigation against a governmental authority or law enforcement agency. So that immediately makes me think of, you know, Minneapolis. I'm like, it's, it's yeah. almost like they just need to do away with that whole department, which I believe. And we will touch on uh, briefly in a little bit in a criminal case. The evidence must establish proof beyond a reasonable doubt. While in a civil case, we and most people already know this in a civil case, the proof needs to only satisfy the lower standard of preponderance of evidence. So finally, in criminal cases, the DOJ seeks to punish the wrongdoer for past misconduct through imprisonment or other sanctions. And in a civil case, the DOJ seeks to correct a law enforcement agency's policies and practices that foster the misconduct and that fostered the misconduct. And, if you know, where appropriate um, may require individual relief for the victim. And when they say that I'm, I'm automatic, I'm immediately thinking like, you know, some type of financial payout. Um, mm-hmm. So with federal crime enforcement, it is a crime for one or more persons acting under color of law which means a person doing the act is using the power given to them or her by a governmental agency that's local state or federal willfully to deprive or conspire to deprive another person of any right protected by the constitutional laws of the United States now that did Mm. immediately made me think of just you know the latest one which is George Floyd and I say the latest one you know um, for people that are listening like there's so many cases out there unfortunately that we don't even hear about but um, in context again with what you know has caused the most recent uproar that definitely rings truth right there these types of law enforcement misconduct covered by these laws include excessive force sexual assault um, intentional false arrest theft or intentional fabrication of evidence resulting in the loss of liberty to another. Enforcement of these provisions does not require that any racial, religious, or other discriminatory motive exists. Um, hmm. Isn't that something? Um, so, you know, for civil enforcement, you know, under police misconduct provision, 
This law makes it unlawful for state or local law enforcement officers to engage in a pattern or practice of conduct that deprives persons of rights protected by the constitutional laws of the United States. Now, if I even just stop right there, we know this guy had a pattern. 16, yes, 17, several. I think, or 18. You know, it was enough. It was in the teens. It was enough. Yeah. Complaints against him. Um, the types of conduct covered by this law can include, among other things, excessive force, discriminatory harassment, false arrest, um, co- coercive sexual conduct, and unlawful stops, search, or arrest, which we see that too many times. In order to be covered by this law, the misconduct, excuse me, in order to be covered by this law, the misconduct, uh, again, does not have to be um you know, uh, dealing with racial, religious, or discriminatory um, motives. You know, there are other laws um, under this, but these were some of the main ones um, that I wanted to to talk about. Um, One thing I do want to talk on with the civil piece, in order to be covered by this law, again, the misconduct must constitute a pattern or practice, um, not one isolated um, event. Mm. So... You know, if you're listening and you feel like you've been violated in any of these ways, you absolutely, um, you know, criminally can file a complaint online with um, www.fbi.gov backslash contact hyphen us. Or you can write a written complaint. Uh, the criminal section, uh, Civil Rights Division, U.S. Department of Justice, 950 Pennsylvania Ave- Avenue, Northwest, PHB, Washington, D.C., two zero five three zero i definitely wanted to give that information out if anybody's listening feels you know if you've been wronged in some way you absolutely can file a complaint but now miss tamika with all of this with all of this what does all of this mean with what is happening now because these things are in place but it almost makes me think people like so (laughs) it's like you you know i gotta say you know the law yeah if you're a police officer you should Right. You know, to serve you know, and I was, right. <laughs> as you were as you were going over these laws that, you know, um, I was unfamiliar with. And I think the majority of the population. Right. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for doing your due diligence and really researching this, because this is the stuff that we need to know. But as you were reading, you know, the first one that was enacted in or I'm sorry, the second one, mm-hmm. uh, 1968. Mm-hmm. Um uh, where it, it says that it's it's a crime to threaten or use force mm-hmm. willfully to infer with any person's race. So I started to think like, wow, I don't know if anybody out here has ever watched the documentary 13. But mm. the way that they have flipped this law to now say, OK, you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. So none of these laws pertain to you mm-hmm. because you have federal you. You are a federal uh, prisoner. You did. You know, you had an ounce of cocaine Mm -hmm. or something very small, right? Mm -hmm. You had, you did a small petty theft. Mm -hmm. And so now you're a criminal. So basically, we're not going to protect you. It's the same way they did during slavery where you're a tenth of a person. So we're not going to protect you. Mm -hmm. And I feel as if 
these crimes, we see him. We see him right here in black and white. Mm -hmm. Why don't they apply to us? Mm. Why are we not given these same liberties and these same freedoms, which is why the streets, all 50 states in over 18 countries are standing in solidarity and saying black lives matter matter loud and proud right mm-hmm. because man <laughs> because these laws that we see here mm-hmm. on our united states documents are not being they're not for us mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. in 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. slavery started in 1619 oh my god 400 plus years ago mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. laws are not for us mm-hmm. so this why this is why one of my girlfriends talked about we are fighting a war mm-hmm. and the way we win this world war mm-hmm. is through knowledge that's it this is why we got to know our stuff mm-hmm. this is why we got to have facts this is why we have to know but but even oh man gosh i there's so many layers to this. Oh, I, yeah. I saw someone post on um, social media, uh, like all the your Miranda rights and mm-hmm. all your rights, right? And how mm-hmm. when you get pulled over by the police, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And I had to respectfully tell her, sis, yeah. you are fairly li- fair. You are light skinned mm-hmm. and you are a woman. Please. Plenty of brothers Speak have on tried it. this. Mm-hmm. Plenty of brothers have tried to stay you know their peace and do this and they are no longer with us there you go poof gone yeah so yeah and see that's we're gonna talk about that that's part three of our series but we'll get into that a little bit later but you know i feel like you know and i think it comes from just that i don't even want to say unawareness and i don't like using the word ignorance but it's like it's just that not knowing because you haven't experienced it you haven't experienced it mm-hmm. the, and we're going to get into some tips um just and we're going to actually just talk through some of the tips that i you know various um places i looked um for different tips of what to do you know if our children you know yeah or, or yeah. stop but you know at the end of the day you have somebody like you know a chauvin out there <laughs> who is just destined to you can see it in his eyes just know yeah no, no remorse. regard, no, no regard, regard, for, regard for human life, you know, and it's like, what do we do when our children encounter those people? We can know the law, mm-hmm. we can, but I, I do feel, you know, I don't want this to just be doom and gloom. I Absolutely. do feel that there's a changing of the guard. Oh, for sure. I do feel just like in the biblical days when there was a parting of that red mm-hmm, sea mm-hmm. And, 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 and Moses said, let my people, people go. go. I feel it. Mm -hmm. I feel it down to my bones. And is it going to be perfect? No, because it's going to take generations Mm -hmm. of us cleaning this stuff out. Generations. Mm -hmm. However, this is why we have to go to school. You know, if you don't want to go to traditional college, get an education, know your laws. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that you have um, some statistics and and some information about voting. Mm -hmm. You know, we shouldn't just vote blue just because you know or vote red because they said like we listen to what the person is saying listen to what these people are saying Mm -hmm. vote vote locally Mm -hmm. you know know your local it from state to state from city to city know what these laws are saying because a lot of times and you might have to i'm gonna just say it Mm -hmm. you might have to sit with a white person that can decode this stuff Mm -hmm. because sometimes when we hear it in our you know with our black experience we might not know what it means. Mm-hmm. So we might have to sit with 
somebody to tell us, okay, what 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 are they saying in mm -hmm. this law or mm -hmm. in this document? Mm -hmm. What does this law, you know, we need to, instead of us having common core, we need to be having uh, classes on law in order, in ethics, mm -hmm. in the elementary school setting. Mm -hmm. So these kids can know their rights. So when the time comes, because unfortunately, our babies are always going to be in this brown skin that we birthed them in. Mm -hmm. So they're always going to have to walk the streets and be armed with knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I, I used to, I, and I, I'm saying used to because I haven't said it in a while. doesn't mean I won't say it. Um, but I had, um, I told my husband, I said, man, you can't be black. I'm making any mistakes. Um, because you, you just can't. because there there's just some things that I've seen that you know I've seen counterparts uh you know of other you know another, uh, you know, I'm just gonna say it, Caucasians that no consequence nothing they get sweeped under the table but person of color do it black brown African American whatever you classify most comfortable you know with calling yourself just doesn't yield the same results and that mm -hmm. is not right that is not right right um, right. So with all of this, you know, going through the federal piece, again, I think it's important to know these things, um, research, them, research them more for yourself, um, because right now I do, um, I believe Georgia, South Carolina, Wyoming, Arkansas, um, and, and Indiana, and, and some people uh, include on the list as well, um, you know, they, don't, they really don't have anything statewide, you know, when it, when it comes to as far as a hate crime. Um, I know Georgia, they used to have um, a law dealing with hate crime, but they did away with it in 2004 because it, they said it was too vague. But again, OK, it's too vague. Why not look to see what amendments we can make to make it better? Why did it have to be totally done away with? Which, again, kind of plays to that disregard. If you know, yeah, you know, and I, 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 I just believe that you know i was her name keisha i can't think of her last name but she's the governor of georgia the or mayor. The, the mayor the, sorry, the mayor of, mm -hmm. our, of georgia and i'm hoping that even as we speak uh, even as we are having this dialogue there are people sitting in and you know i'm a i'm a pray and i'm gonna ask god to, to do it even now to mm -hmm. send your angels to minister to these people mm -hmm. while they're sitting in their boardrooms while they're sitting in, and to really look at these laws to really look at their state's, you know, register and to look at these things and begin to to make changes. Mm -hmm. I believe that that 2020 is the year of the suddenly mm -hmm. 2020 is the year of um, whatever comes out of your mouth. So it be right. We've seen laws literally within hours hours you know they are dismantling police force in days they are changing reversing stuff changing stuff that has been in laws for hundreds of years so I, i'm petitioning you know I, I pray that somebody somewhere that have some type of clout get this podcast mm -hmm. to uh elected officials get this podcast to people that are you know in higher authority to where they could sit down and say why shame mm -hmm. on you georgia shame mm -hmm. on you indiana shame mm -hmm. on you florida especially as you was talking i started thinking about all the black athletes that live in that state all the black performers that live in that state mm -hmm. y'all make y'all voice be heard y'all tell them y'all not playing y'all not performing until there is a hate crime on the book how about that i bet you that they gonna start making some changes then and I think that's a big piece of what you said because we know Roger Goodell came out this week and kind of pretty much said they missed the mark with this, but didn't even mention cabinet. Then he's the reason that this was even brought to attention the way it was in the league. 
Um, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't talked to a football player, you know, to know this truth. But what I feel is this is a hard place for them. And as a man, you got to figure out, am I going to stand up or am I going to, you know, play Master Titi's owners? And I and Come I don't like and I don't like wording it like that because we, we got to eat, right? I'm not I'm not even here to like play that game. But do you just stay silent? And right. then and then if you speak up, should you then have the fear of losing your job? I know one team owner said if you kneel, you're fired, and one person did it, and he fired them, got rid of them. That shouldn't be allowed. And, and this, that shouldn't be allowed. I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but I remember being very young. I have a, a father very sim- similar to you, which is why we're kindred spirits, mm-hmm. right? We, we had that instant mm-hmm. rapport. Mm-hmm. But um, my, I remember my dad having us watch Roots and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and him kneeling was very similar to Kunta saying, my name is Kunta. That's it. And mm-hmm. getting beat. My mm-hmm. name is Kunta. Not Toby. Getting beat. That's Not right. Toby, That's right? it. That's and, and, it. And for, for forever, since we've been brought here, all we want is equal. We don't want revenge. We don't want anything um, that that isn't owed to us. We want to be seen as human beings. Callan Kaepernick kneeled and said, "Police brutality is wrong." He was trying to peacefully bring awareness. And how ironic that him taking a knee and. And Derek taking a knee on a, on a man's life. Mm-hmm. How ironic mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. these two, right? Mm-hmm. This man tried to do it peacefully. Mm-hmm. Another man did it in hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the consequences of taking a knee for both. And, and I feel like Roger, uh, the, the owner of the NFL, I feel like that's a bunch of baloney. The commissioner of mm-hmm. NFL, I feel like that's a bunch of baloney. You need to say that man's name and apologize to him publicly just like you ostracized him publicly that's a word but my thing and i'm looking back on my head i'm like put him on a team put him on a team but i almost feel like right. <laughs> i almost feel like his calling is just it's gotten bigger than that now you it's know what bigger i mean than that. Mm-hmm. it's bigger than that people gave him a lot of flack about the and i'm gonna say it they gave him a lot of flack about the tryout for the teams that the uh, uh the nfl supposedly you know gave him um but you know, if you look at this, some of the things they were asking him to do, like with that waiver and sign and stuff, it just it wasn't right. And see, that's when I saw who's really down for him and what he's trying to do and who was because then you heard the people, oh, he don't want to play and this is now. Are you in the trenches with him? Did you read what right. he had to read? Like he's smart. He got a lawyer to read. You know, he either he did it or a lawyer uh, did it read over the paperwork. A lot of hiccups yeah. in that stuff. There were a lot of hiccups in that in, in the paperwork um, from what I read. OK, read with my yeah. own eyes. And, you know. It, he had to do what he had to do. Um, yeah. You know, he looked good. It is what it is. I do believe, you know, he has a larger calling on his life than football, but it would be nice to see him out there again just because. Um, mm-hmm. But with all of this, right, how do we help be a part of the solution and not the problem? Because we know, of course, writing isn't the answer. You're angry. <laughs> and I'm, right. not, I'm not saying anything, you know, about that. You're angry, but... Okay, so you've gotten it out. And one I will say this though. When 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 people ride because this is what Martin Luther King, you know, uh Rodney King, 
you know, the writing is not new. But one thing I I haven't understood is like, why do they, and I'm saying they're supposed to go to other neighborhoods and do it, but like, are they just understanding that when you do this in your own neighborhood, you make it hard for you to find those resources that you once had. You know, you might could go right up the street to the store. Now you may have to go over to another town where they really don't want you to come now. So now you're uncomfortable and possibly paying higher prices. You know, yeah. so it is. So what it is. I think, um, you know, one of the, the things that we definitely need to do is we need to organize, mm-hmm. you know, be, due to systematic racism. We mm-hmm. are a very organized people. Mm-hmm. You know, we definitely man against woman, old against young. This this has been, you know, if you believe in the Willie Lynch letter, if mm-hmm. you've ever read it or if you this this was a systematic thing. You know, some people say that it's a hoax. Yeah. Uh, so be it. It, it. it definitely has some validity has some to true, it. Yeah, it has some true concepts it has in some it. Truth to it, right? And so they have put us against one another. So we need to organize, you mm-hmm. know, and not only with each other, but with our allies, mm-hmm. you know, our non-black, our non-brown allies. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to educate ourselves. We really, really need to use our our weapon, which mm-hmm. is our 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 knowledge, our words, you know. And then we also need to. Um, just strategize. Mm-hmm. We need to have, you know, we we need to say, okay, where do we go from here? I mm-hmm. do believe that the protests clearly they work. We've seen some amazing things yeah, happen yeah, in this yeah. last ten days. You know, with them just um, uh, because of the protests. Um, I was doing some research on the civil rights movement, and it lasted uh, the well the boycotts, right? The boycotts of the bus system last three hundred and eighty one days. So about a year in in a, a little over a year, a year and a few in a week or two, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we can't get tired. With the protests Absolutely. are beautiful, as we're saying this. We're seeing these this unity and people coming together like never before. Mm-hmm. We are making history, but we can't think. Uh, writing Black Lives Matter on a sign is going to change our judicial system, is going to change our legislator. You know, we need to, I heard um, today that there's going to be another very similar to like the Million Man March Mm -hmm. um, in August. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan to go because Mm -hmm. my children are the future. So I plan to take Mm -hmm. them. I plan for them to see that their voice matters. Today, actually, me and my children went out and we did a peaceful protest and we prayed for people and we passed out water. It was all of maybe about 12 of us. Mm -hmm. But as we did that, the spirit of the Lord dropped on my uh, my spirit. Uh, the, The biggest storms or the biggest tsunamis are started from the tiniest waves. Mm -hmm. So everybody putting one foot in front of the another mm-hmm. we can do something mm-hmm. what we can't do is just sit back and be uh bystanders what we right can't say this do, ain't this ain't bothering my pockets this ain't doing nothing right. so i'm not gonna say we, nothing because if no, you stay quiet if, i think i'm and i may have said it earlier if you stay quiet I, that 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 you're speaking you're speaking volumes you're, when you stay you're, when you're you stay loud. silent yes. you, you, you're, you're being real loud mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so um, I think they're power in numbers think, too when it comes to businesses. Okay, that yes, money. I think you yes, know the Black Tuesdays just yes. blackout. Period. Stop it. Man, Stop patronizing these businesses that keep saying all lives matter. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, they do, and of course, in the eyes of the Lord, all lives matter. But understand what they are saying when they say, "But stop being like." I feel like that's ignorance. Do you? I mean, because we don't see on the daily other people being killed like we do black. So stop it. Right. Stop it. Stop saying it. 
Stop Sounds like you're trying I to whitewash it. Stop it. Exactly. And, and you know, that's what they've done to us forever. Acclimate. Just mm-hmm. say all lives matter. That, mm-hmm. that makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes away their guilt and their shame. So I think uh, what you said is poignant. You know, we need to, um, when I say organize, we need to, you know, donate to uh, HBCUs, donate to, you know, maybe sponsor a kid that, you know, a black kid that wants to be a lawyer, that wants to be a doctor, that wants to be a judge, you know, put your money where, what does the Bible say? Um, out of the abundance of the heart does mouth, your mouth speak. Mouth so where you, where your heart is, mm-hmm. we don't know, mm-hmm. right? Do mm-hmm. something to push, um, you know, go to city. I, I can't wait. To, mm-hmm. I can't wait till the world mm-hmm. open up in mm-hmm. city hall meetings. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm going to be up in there and mm-hmm. I'm a, my voice is going to be heard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them, how I feel about, you know, when my kids pass the, you know, small things. Don't think that you have to be a world changer. Do you, do we, I mean, let's really think about this. Uh, Rosa Parks, I'm sure she wasn't thinking, I'm about to change the world today. Absolutely. She was thinking, I'm not taking this no more. I'm tired. She was literally I'm tired. Mm-hmm. She was literally tired. So when these city halls open or if they allow us in zoom or different however until mm-hmm. you know the world opens mm-hmm. back up mm-hmm. i'm gonna be on them i'm gonna be on my city's websites trying to figure out i'm a, not only that even on a smaller scale i'm gonna go to my kids school board meetings i'm I, and i'm gonna allow my voice to be heard because i'm tired of this falsehood being taught to my kids you're absolutely right um during the COVID-19, I think it was one of the best things that happened to our family during history time. I had my children watching Eyes on the Prize mm-hmm. and uh, the t- t- him, uh, uh, Emmett Till story. And I had them watching this stuff, you know, to really educate them about Black. We have a library full of uh, historical Black literature. However, do something. Like you said, just sitting back um, with your Twitter fingers mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. reposting stuff. That's cute. That's cute, right? But is there action but behind that, it? There has to be some action behind it. Even the word of God says, work as you wait. So we, we, we're waiting for a change. So we want a change to come. But while we're waiting on that, we have to work all throughout the scriptures for my Christian folks that I, I see them silent. And it is really starting to irk my soul. My pastor spoke on that Sunday. No, no, he spoke uh, on that Sunday. He did. He said, you know, and he, he, he spoke particularly like, you know, the Anglo uh, Christian section, but I feel a lot of them are silent because, and again, I feel like it goes back to that money piece. Like people don't want to speak their truth, what they believe, what they know is right. Cause you more work empty to me. You're not operating in God. Cause I doesn't work in fear. Faith without works is dead. You have to do the work. But if you, you have, have faith of a mustard work. seed, what does the word say? You can say from this mountain to move here to here, then it will happen. He will do it. Like that's Come just on. that's just standing on. You know where where's your faith? He's raised the dead. Faith? And where is your where's your belief? Because all throughout the scriptures, the scriptures is riddled mm-hmm. with uh, racial, cultural disparities where Jesus wasn't having it, where God wasn't having it, you know, where he was upset about the um, injustices that were going on in the world. Something as simple as the woman at the well. 
she had to go to the well at a certain time of day because of her ethnicity because of her ethnicity and then when jesus spoke to her she was startled Mm -hmm. like what are you doing talking to me Mm -hmm. she knew that they wasn't supposed to talk to one another Mm -hmm. because of her race and his race because of their their cultural their uh uh spiritual beliefs or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. all throughout the scripture mm-hmm. all through i mean the the children of israel being enslaved they were enslaved because of who they were what people you know the type of people that they were so we could take it to scripture and say god commanded the men and women of god to do something mm-hmm. to do and so we shame on us mm-hmm. woe to us that are saying silent woe to us when me and my babies went out we had scriptures on our side we also have black lives matter mm-hmm. but we had scriptures and we said we gonna pray for you because we have to bring going back to the question how are we a part of the solution we we bring god back into it mm-hmm. we bring god back into it he has to be the center of the focus now we know that this world don't belong to him this is satan's domain mm-hmm. and we 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 going somewhere else mm-hmm. but while we're here we work as we wait mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I, and I and i believe that and i also you know believe that you know um just i believe you already touched on it knowing your rights voting it's extremely important you know i feel like you know a lot has happened because a lot of people did not vote did not see the importance in voting and i get it you know you feel like uh one candidate isn't you know you don't believe in this candidate but you definitely don't believe in this one i'm sorry it does get down sometimes where it's okay the less of the two evils which one yeah i mean it really does <laughs> because what i witnessed in and what i've seen in the last um couple of years i just i've just never experienced it in my life i haven't seen it's not new to my dad um or my mother you know but he just he'll just tell me this is nothing new to me you know i've seen this i'm but telling I you i i have been uh really educating myself since you know because i am you know i just to be completely transparent i've kind of been nulled to sleep you know because mm-hmm. i felt that i mm-hmm. felt like all these people ain't nobody whatever like mm-hmm. what's the point you know mm-hmm. and then in our lifetime we've seen what where presidential candidates were ahead and then all of a sudden they lose the race you know mm-hmm. we've seen that with mm-hmm. certain candidates we've mm-hmm. seen like drastic turnarounds and it just feels like this corrupt system so i started to and and like you said our parents I, as I've been watching different documentary, different documentaries, and really diving into the truths of our country and of our nation, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of wicked going on for a long time. Long time, long time, <laughs> long time. Police mm-hmm. brutality is nothing new, and those again, you need to attend these meetings. Let's hear what these elected officials, uh, well, wanting to be elected officials, are saying. See what they're talking about when they're talking about police brutality and the inequalities surrounding African Americans. You know, the profiling, equal pay. That's a whole nother Yay. story. You know, over yeah. overall systemic racism, um, and then you know. Again, with being a part of the solution and not the, the problem with finding effective ways to combat police who I, I, be, I believe to be trigger happy. Um, I think some ways to combat that as as well. I think, um, you know, now I will, uh, let me say this first. I do believe now in light of the protest and the public outcry, the Minneapolis Council has backed disbanding the Minneapolis the Police Department. The MPD has been criticized over the years for the racist and brutal culture that has not changed over the years. So, you know, they do have the council su- support with disbanding, disbanding the entire police department, which, you know, I don't think... Um, 
is a bad thing. I think sometimes you do need to, what you, I believe said earlier, start from the ground up, start fresh. Um, I definitely think some intensive cultural training needs to take place. And like, you really need to get in the trenches with these exercises, not just watch a video and take a test at the end. No, you need to do some hand to hand, face to face reenactment. How would you act if this happened or if this happened? What would you do? Need to have more of that because that's what we're seeing. And like I said earlier, the psychological tests need to be taken way more serious. If you see the slightest red flag, they need to go. You got to look they at that. They need to go. Because yeah, that and, is and just, just crazy. Yeah, just to jump in really quickly, mm-hmm. I think that we need to couple um, uh, po- our police with uh, mental health professionals. Absolutely. You know, I think that um, mm-hmm. mental health professionals should be seen as peace officers mm-hmm. in, some, in some cases, you know, to where they can help their partners or the, these police identify trauma. You know, if you look at, I don't know one black person that has, that doesn't suffer PTSD, that doesn't suffer trauma, that doesn't, especially with the, the um, that, that doesn't have some type of mental health diagnosis, that doesn't have anxiety. We live with anxiety. What mm-hmm. the world is feeling right now, mm-hmm. this is how we live on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We don't even realize that mm-hmm. we shouldn't be this anxious. We shouldn't be this cautious. We shouldn't be Right. So I think having mental health professionals, first and foremost, that Mm -hmm. look like us, Mm -hmm. because we have dealt with a lot of mistrust and um, uh, just being abused by different systems. So Mm -hmm. we need to be able to go back to trusting people. So why not marry law enforcement and mental health? Mm -hmm. So when you're going to deal with somebody that from, from my understanding, um, George Floyd also, he was autistic. He mm. had other, he had other, um, mental health issues and concerns that were not addressed. We know that autism is a, um, is a cognitive disorder. So it's not necessarily a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. So he may not have even understood that these are the things that police need to, they need to go in intensive That's training, deep. That's not deep. just how to take people down, but That's how deep. do you, the, the your their oath that they say is serve and protect how do you serve and protect people that may not look like you that may not comprehend like you that don't come from the same you know some some of the things that we do as black folks um white people might see as um disrespectful and i've had to teach kids in school you know the way we the way we banter the way we talk to one another the way you can't do that to uh, Miss White in your class, because she gonna see you as being defiant. She mm-hmm. gonna see you now. You know when you talking to me, we could hey yeah yeah what's up what's up you know. But the, our police department needs extensive training mm-hmm. on mental health uh, disorders, how to identify somebody. And I can say that there are some um, where I live in California. The San Bernardino Police Department has gone through extensive. Um, cultural competency, uh, bias training, and also mental health training. So, and they actually partner with the mental health departments out here. We sit at round tables and we have these talks because until then, you, you, people hate what they don't understand. People fear what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Hands down. That was a, that's a huge nugget you touched on because there was a man out here recently where I live that was tased and you could tell he was having something was going on mentally with him. He didn't have anything in his hand. He was just walking in circles and the man immediately went up and tased him. Why? Jesus. Why? Why? 
You can tell something wasn't quite right. But the first the first officer and I hate he got caught up in it because I think he might have been placed on leave as well. But he was de-escalating the situation. I felt like he was doing a good job. And then this other guy comes on the scene and just like no questions. Boom. And that's what I think is a concern. We, you know, they they shoot and they want to make up their story later. Forget asking questions. Uh Can't ask a dead person questions. You know what I mean? So. I think we've come to a point that actually we're going to have to split this into two parts here um, because we're, we're hitting up on the hour. So we're going to stop here, but we're going to pick back up next week um, with okay. with basically part two to part one. OK, so <laughs> thank you, everyone. Uh, Miss Tamika, go ahead and tell people how they can find you on social media, website, all your information. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Mm -hmm. This conversation is so, so rich. If you want to just hear any more about me, you could find me at um, my uh, Tuesday with Tamika at gmail.com on Instagram, Tuesday with Tamika or Tamika underscore Thomas underscore on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all those fancy places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good lady. Thank you so much for being with me this evening. And again, you guys, we will be here next week. You all take care. What's the word with Willette?